0: Oh, well, hello there. Welcome to Get Wood. My name is Jess Wood. It's very hard for me not to blink a lot when I tell you my name and my title. I don't know why that is. Is it nerves? Is it excitement? It could be all of these things. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome to the day. The day of twos. Tuesday. You know what that rhymes with? coos day. That's not nice at all. My mom used to say that in the word as the vagina word. That's right. She used coos and she used cunt. I know it's a little early in the day for that, for Christ's sakes. Uh, she also said fuck a duck a lot. I don't know what that means. Anyway, hi everyone. Welcome to Get Wood. Just a little behind the scenes about me so you can get an idea of what uh, what I come from so that you understand where we're going. Yes. Oh, do you enjoy my hot? It is a Hello Kitty hat. And you know, for those of us who are Gen X, who didn't get, uh, who grew up poor. Hello, how are you? uh, And didn't get the kinds of things that we really wanted when we were little. Well, they're back, kids. They're back and they're in full effect at Forever 39 i know i you go to forever 21 who cares what are people judging you move out of that fucking town if they're judging you best part about being in albuquerque uh is that i get like no judgment i mean if they're judging me it's behind my back and i really can't tell from the energy so it's okay do you know what i'm saying (laughs) like i don't know if i'm being judged for being uh Childless, because let me tell you about this town. It is—it's like a mandatory situation that everyone have at least two children by the time they're twenty-five. It seems a bit over the top, but I've never lived in a small town before. I ain't never lived in a small town before, and I imagine there's a lot of free time. There's a lot of free time for fucking. You know what I'm saying? So we're just like, Are you, I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna fuck. And we're going to have babies. But the thing that gets me upset uh, about it out here, well, there are a few things that really get on my last nerve. And I will tell you a couple of them. One, speaking of babies, there are fertility clinic commercials on the television here. Fertility clinic commercials with an old white man who's covered in babies, not tattooed babies, not dead babies, real live crawling babies all over him. Speaking of Gen X, remember the dead baby jokes? Oh my God, we grew up with the uh, with the darkest shit, you know, right? I mean, come on. It was, uh, it was a lot. Um, anyway, he's covered in babies and it's just to me, it's a real propaganda type of bullshit. You know, I got the fertility clinic commercial with the old white man. And then I got old white men protesting outside of the Planned Parenthood near me. Are you fucking kidding me? Get a grip guys. As my ex-boyfriend's mom used to say, get a grip, Jess, get a grip. And uh, she was talking about tampons. I know! It seems insane. Now, let's go over again how women are not precious. We are strong. We are powerful. We are amazing. And we give life. However, we are not some precious fucking cargo that you have to be careful of what you're talking about in front of us. Don't talk about in front of the ladies. The ladies. What? You were choking me with your cock last night, and you're going to be afraid to talk in front of me about what, world situations? Don't. Stop. Stop making it that women are like, ooh, I can't believe she's talking like that, because I am have come across that more times than I'm comfortable with. That's why I talk about it, because I'm not going to stop talking the way I talk, and I don't think any of us should. I have no hate in my language. I have hate towards the establishment. I have hate towards the Planned Parenthood protesters. I have hate towards the fertility clinics, but those are all people that are forcing their ideas on us. Fuck you guys. We're independent thinkers. Ladies, ladies, bam, big, big power. Power! Don't let them. Don't let them trick you into thinking that we're not. And don't let them trick you into thinking that we have to be enemies with one another. I love my women. I love my sisters. I love my women. I big up. I big up. I big up all the the work, the hard work, the amazing, uh, powerful spiritual practices that these women have that I know. Come on, I am blessed. Beyond belief, I um. Uh, I wanted to tell you. Speaking of people thinking that women should only speak preciously or look precious or just be quiet in the corner while the men talk, you know. And I know you think it. Well, Jess, no, that's very old thinking. No, it's not. It's not. I still get told when I come off stage, "Oh, you sound like a man, Stop it. We are programmed the wrong fucking way. So let's talk about what happened to me last week after I saw you last Tuesday. I know we had such a great time. And I just want to thank everyone who gave me their feedback, everyone who shared the show, everyone who was so excited for me to talk about men in short shorts. Bring it on guys. Bring on the upper thigh why not we've had our booty cheeks hanging out of our shorts for the last 10 years we've had juicy and yes and thank you and come hither on the back of our pants for 12 years please upper thigh thank you okay so you know how i love to talk about certain things that i've watched on the tube since i've seen you last well okay we're gonna get to that but let's go back to last week last wednesday night everyone was very excited i was very excited the entire city of albuquerque if they knew who he was was very excited monsieur tommy davidson he came through revel entertainment our comedy wednesday night space and let me just tell you this man tommy davidson has not first of all he hasn't aged he hasn't slowed down If anything, he is like quicker and faster on his feet. I mean, this fucking guy, he was so amazing. First of all, he was the sweetest man ever. He came into the backstage where we were. Me and shout out to Tara Shakespeare. Hilarious. If you're not following her on IG, I don't know what you're doing because she is hysterical. She's a comic out of Phoenix and... um. She's a big uh, black girl. She's a BBG Ow. and she's gorgeous. But she was fucking cracking me up. Like afterwards, everyone was around her. Like all these men were circling around her and she goes, you know, men love a big girl. Men love a big girl. And I was like, I know. I think we all do, girl. I think we all do. Like, I was hugging her and holding her. And she's like, you're my new best girlfriend, girl. She made me in charge of her, like, to watch her because she was drinking. And she didn't want to, like, get in trouble. (laughs) So I would go up if I saw dudes, like, talking to her a little too close or a little too, like, familiar. And I'd walk up in between them and be like, hi, uh, do you know her or are you just trying to get in there? And they'd be like, whoa, who's this? And she would fall out laughing. Oh, it's my girl. It's my security. Security, 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 get wood. And I was like, that's right, because I will look out for my ladies. Like I said, I love my ladies, okay? so when tommy davidson first showed up at the at the backstage he came with a couple of kids he had his children with him <laughs> he had his children with him and they were adorable and they were like so over it you know maybe they were like not ten, nine. i don't know anyhow they were over it he was aghast he came in and when he was introduced to me he looked at me and he shook my hand he goes wait i know you right i know you and i was like <laughs> in your dreams, Mr. Davidson, in your dreams, you know me. And I was so excited to meet him. And uh, but I didn't fan girl out. It was very nice. And if you follow me on IG, you can see the photograph of he and I at the end of the night. <laughs> Anyhow, I want to tell you about my set, and I want to tell you about the reaction that I got from the folks in the crowd. Now, let's go way back. Let's go way, way back to when Jessica was just a little bee, 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 and started doing comedy, dee, 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 dee. And when I started doing comedy, excuse me, if you don't know, I started doing comedy in New York City, in what they called the Chitlin Circuit, on what they called the Chitlin Circuit. Now, that's what they called it. I didn't call it that. It was called that. Now, it was the, uh, what it meant was, was all the black rooms. And if you're familiar with like music, uh, that's what they called the uh, tour that a lot of the black musicians would go on because they were only allowed to play at the black venues or on a specific night, which was like for us, which I always thought was very fucking weird. Like comedy is comedy. I thought comedy was comedy, but no, comedy is, uh, segregated. So we, um, we are, uh, you know, I'm out there and I'm, uh, and when I started, I'm like, I'm just being who I am. I'm just telling stories that I have. But I ended up going to, uh, New York, in New York city, there was a club called the New York comedy club and there was a, a contest and I went and got into the contest and it was called, this was the name of the contest. I don't even, I can't make it up. It was called the best amateur African-American comedy contest. And list, like I knew they could tell me to leave when I showed up. I knew they, they, they had all the, obviously, but I'm like, it's a comedy contest. Can I come? So you had to pay $10 and you could win $50. And listen, I had just stopped doing heroin. So I really needed the money. Uh So the thing about, playing um in a black room as a white woman as a white girl white woman eh, it doesn't it's not normal so the folks when you get up on stage are like what the hell is she doing here now because i had so many good jokes and i was doing such great stuff i ended up winning the contest so i was immediately um, ingratiated, what's the word? I don't know my vocabulary is all fucked up, but I was immediately taken in and loved, given a lot of love and support in the black rooms and with the black comics. They immediately supported me and made me feel like I was totally at home. Now, the audience is a different situation because the audience doesn't know a lot of times that I'm another comedian and they just see some white lady wandering around, you know, what the fuck is she doing here? Why the fuck is she by herself? What the fuck is she up? to you know it doesn't it's not a great look and i get it i'm i'm i don't like white people either (laughs) Ah, so after doing this show and then after being ingratiated and ingratiated into the scene and having toured like uh, the black colleges and, you know, I played at reggae clubs and I played late night at, uh, you know, we did a YMCA on Flatbush one time. There were a lot of really wild shows that I did, right? And I was used to the reaction that I got as soon as I got up on stage. However, it's been over 20 years now. It's been over 20 years that your friend has been doing comedy. And I, you know, being in Los Angeles for a few years and then being here for a year, I haven't really had the opportunity to play a black show like because there's like maybe 27 black people in Albuquerque and then like in LA it was so segregated I only would go a couple of times to like the Laugh Factory they had a show called Chocolate Sundays where it was all black I was like why can't it just be comedy just mix it up as ladies and, and black people Asian people Mexican people Native people who fucking cares? are you funny get on stage for Christ's sakes anyhow so cut to the other night when I get there and I'm like oh Interesting. I'm feeling the same kind of vibe that I felt like 25 years ago. And so I go up and I do my set, and it was very fun. I had a great time. I did well, had a lot of laughs, got a lot of people screaming, and a good time. But then when I got off stage, here's where I get confused. Okay. I had people coming up to me, Tommy Davidson, and a few other audience members, and they all said the same thing Oh my God, girl. You're so brave. Brave? Why am I brave? What's going on? Is this comedy or is this not comedy? Am I supposed to be scared of black people? Because I'm way more scared of white people. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about here? Is it because still... 20 plus years later, look, I get it. Look, I get it, man. We're fucking still, there's still bullshit, police uh, killing people in the streets. There's still a lot of fucking bullshit for black folks in America, in the world. There's a bunch of bullshit for Mexican people. Like, I get it. There's still a lot of bullshit going on out in our fucking society and around the, you know, but, but folks, friends, lovers, lovers who aren't my friends, friends who aren't my lovers, we must make a shift. We must make an effort to be uh human to one another, to let go of these old ideas about oneself or one's, you know, um, people like I'm not. I'm not scared. Why am I brave? What is brave about being in a room filled with a black audience, and I'm a white uh, comic on stage? What is brave about that? There's nothing, to me, nothing brave. The hardest part to me about being a comedian is making people laugh. I'm not usually thinking, oh, my God, look at all these black people. Oh, my God, look at all these. Well, I don't like a white crowd. Wouldn't you be more nervous in a white crowd? Even Tommy Davidson was making fun of this one white man who was alone. Frightening, frightening to see a white person alone in a crowded space mass murder, mass shooters. We know, we know, we know. So let's change the fucking narrative. Let's be like, like I say to people, you say I'm brave. That's what Russell Simmons told me after I did Def Jam in 1996. Do you understand? I did comedy in 1996 and I got the same feedback as I got last week in 2022 how fucked up we have not come far at all and listen i know if there's people who are listening to this or non-white they're like yeah duh jessica duh we haven't come far they're fucking still killing us in the streets i know what the fuck but guess what if you have a comic Comedy, we're supposed to be the ones that are able to like break down the barriers. We're the truth tellers. We're the ones that come in and talk about the stuff that's not easy to talk about. Yeah. Hello. Hi. How are you? I don't mind. I can't do anything else. Do you understand? I don't know how to talk about anything else. I don't know how to deal with anything else. When I'm on stage, I'm talking about how frustrating it is to be a goddamn human person. So everyone's a human person in the room. Why the fuck do we have to bring in bravery at this point? You know what I think is brave? Going to the movies with a bunch of white people. You know what I think is brave? Sending your kid to fucking elementary school where there's a bunch of fucking crazy fucking kids and guns. I mean, guys I don't know how I can convince people... Look at the fucking 31 guys that they arrested for the white supremacy bullshit that's going on in this country. That, 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 those, them, frightening, frightening. So I don't feel brave and I don't like getting told that I'm brave. You know what I like getting told that I am? Funny. And I made people laugh. I made the room fucking hysterical. I made people fall over. That's all that we're supposed to do. A little thinking, sure, if that comes with it, fan fucking tastic. But make them laugh. That's what I want. I, laughter, laughter. Cause it heals. It's fucking medicinal. That's what's up. So after the show, after all the bravery, compliments, and all that, Tommy was leaving the building. He looked over at me. He pointed right in my face, and he said, "You were fucking great." That's what I wanted. That's what I went. I was like, ah! And I went and I cheered myself on and I gave Tara a big hug and we like screamed and we're so excited. And that is what I'm talking about. Just a little compliment as a comic. Doesn't have to fucking bring, we don't have to bring all this other mishigas into it. You know, the mishigas? That's what we wanted to hear. That's exactly right, Al. I just can't, Get over this idea. Well, we're just not over it. I can I can deal. I can, I do understand. I'm not an ignoramus. I understand. There's still a ton of shit that we have to sort through. There's still a ton of rights that are getting taken from us. There's still a ton of rights that people don't fucking have that are the same as other people. I know. It's a fucking joke. Anyway, let's talk about something a little lighter, shall we? Okay, have you, you know how I love to talk about things that I've watched on the telly. Have you watched the new David Letterman, it's not new, but the David Letterman show on Netflix that's called my, Nest, my Next Guest Needs No Introduction? Oh my God. First of all, it's so great because they can, everybody can be themselves. They're not trying to fucking promote a movie or a TV show or a project that they just did. So it's just real talk. And he had Cardi B on last, uh, or this next season. And oh my God, if I wasn't in love with this woman before, I am so in love with her now. I can't even tell you how much love I hold for Miss Cardi. She, okay, did you guys know that? Okay, I didn't know any of this, but let's just talk for a second. She did go to college for a couple years. Like I didn't go to college. I'm a high school dropout. So for her to have gone to college at least, I don't know, a couple of semesters. I don't know how long she lasted, but her major, it was political science. Yeah. She majored in political science because she's very smart. I don't know if you think that you look at her and you think, oh my God, she was a stripper and she's all like kind of lame and like whatever. She's like not even smart. This bitch is smart, smarty, smarter pants. Now, they ended up going somewhere because when the, the David when the David Letterman wants to interview, he sometimes will take you out of studio and into somewhere that you are so interested in. What is Cardi B interested in? Eleanor Roosevelt. Eleanor Roosevelt. She was a very strong woman and she was very independent and she did not listen to like all the stuff outside. They were like, don't even listen to that lady. And she was like, No, I have the plans cardi b love eleanor is her heroine eleanor roosevelt cardi b so they take so letterman takes her up to the old roosevelt house and she's like walking through she's like i need to take my husband up here he's not really into history but i think it would be really good for him to see this oh my god it was so wonderful she was like oh look at this there was a picture of of eleanor and franklin and Martin Luther King, and she's like, you see, she knew how to use her platform <laughs> because Cardi B has talked to Bernie Sanders. You know, Cardi B is a huge Bernie Sanders fan. And that it, to me is very lovely. Um it's Cardi B, Birthday twins. Ah and you know what? That's that's what she was talking about too, Miss B. Oh my God, my sweet Miss B also has the birthday of Cardi and Eleanor. And that was something that Cardi had said. She said, I've just first, I saw that she had my same birthday and I was like, hold on, let me see this lady. And then she fucking went crazy for her. And I get it. She's like, she used her platform for something that was positive. Like, I feel like Cardi, you can talk all the shit you want, but she's all about like bigging up ladies, no shame in the pussy game have a good time did you see her show up she showed up at the pride parade last weekend in west hollywood with her whip shots and she was uh, she was shoving whip shots she was shoving whip shots into random people's mouths along the parade route it was beautiful is what i'm talking about do you understand me it was fucking beautiful uh you know we grew up our gen xers my little my little most most of my little people in the in the chat right now are Gen Xers you know we grew up with celebrities who were pissed off for being celebrities and i say nay sir and madam i say nay let us embrace our celebrity let us embrace the fun and the money and the jet fucking jet, flying jets around and going to bar i mean who is complaining kurt cobain why are we complaining about this stone temple pilots i forget Pearl Jam, stop being angry that you're fucking famous. Get out of the game. Don't be a fucking rock star anymore. Don't be a musician. Don't be a a movie star. Get out of the fucking game. You're clogging up the arteries. Let some of us who are really, (laughs) on our last couple hundred dollars, get the fuck on there. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Move it on over. Move it on over. Move it on over. So the night after my giant, beautiful Tommy Davidson you know, because we we all have our heroines like Cardi has Eleanor. Eleanor, we have these great achievements, correct, in our lives. We have these fantastic achievements in our lives. Opening for Tommy Davidson, come on, I'm using that for the next few months to get better spots when I go to New York City in August. And uh, we all want big things to happen. We love when there are big Big things happen. Now, here's how the universe works, friends. Yeah, you didn't know you were with a spiritual gangsta, but that's get wood, spiritual gangsta shit, okay? Here's how the universe works. Sure, you can make a big splash. You can get Tommy Davidson and 100 plus people on your side to tell you you were brave and funny and all that good shit. You can come home feeling good and wired up and this is my dream, I'm living my dream. Next day, walk out to the car there's milkshake poured all over my car 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 car. are you fucking kidding me like someone took their vanilla milkshake these vanilla bitches and they poured it all along my windshield went down into the vents into the engine are you fucking kidding me I was like shaking I was like who who would do this why would they do this to me why would they do and I took it totally personally Thank God my fairy godfather, Chuck Parker, was there to calm me down and tell me, you know, the milkshake poured all over your car, the milkshake poured all over your car, the milkshake poured all over your car, not personal. And I was like, is it not? Is it not personal? So is this really how the universe, hey girl, hey, is this really how the universe works? I get a big prize deal. I get a big love and and hugs and laughs and you're fucking great comedy show open for Tommy then the next day I come out and my fucking car is covered in milkshake universe you're just trying to balance everything out that's called balance in the universe folks that's called balance in the motherfucking universe we can't get too excited about shit because then the universe goes calm down ego calm it down boo let's look at what's really going on looks like a little milkshake's on your car Damn. That is uh, balance. That is balance. What else? You know what another balance is, babies? I am so excited to tell you about the new comedy club that's opening here in Albuquerque, downtown off 6th and Central. (gasps) It's called Dry Heat Comedy Club, and it is the first comedy club to open since laughs left, I don't know, 12 years ago or something. It has Albuquerque has been yearning for a comedy club. Are you kidding me? You know this whole year I've been here. I've been at breweries, distilleries, uh, backyards, parking lots, art walks. It's been wild. but now these wonderful, wonderful women in our community shout out to Sarah Kennedy and Kelly and Dry Heat Comedy Club. And guess what folks? very excited to tell you that I am headlining the opening night of the opening shows of the opening day of the fucking club. So Dry Heat Comedy Club, I will be there opening night. That's Thursday next week, the 23rd. I will be there the 7, 7 p.m. show. And then Zach Abeda is headlining the 9 p.m. show. And all weekend long, there are killer, killer shows with killer headliners, killer lineups of all local comics. Sarah uh, really did a great job putting everybody, making sure that everybody got seen uh, over the first opening weekend. And so come and get your tickets. I think they're only 10 bucks. And it's a killer space, air conditioner, pumping fucking killer lineups. Oh my god, I'm so excited. So please come next Thursday. I'll remind you again next Tuesday, uh, but really. I'm so excited. Um, I also got to go and and have lunch with the headliners from who are headlining the comedy club when it opens next week. Uh, it was me. Buck D, uh, Robert Buck D. Gibson, uh, Steph Darnell, Zach Abeda, Josh Fournier, A. Marie Castillo, uh, uh, Kurt Fletcher, and Sarah Kennedy. Oh my God, what a goddamn great deal. Thank you, baby. I'm getting all the compliments today. I got these, uh, earrings from the Buffalo Exchange. I went and sold or traded actually a bunch of clothes because, uh, i'm 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 scaling down right now i'm getting rid of a shit ton of stuff and it's really nice too because when you get rid of stuff you can Marie Kondo the shit out of it you know you can see it and be like oh thank you so much for so good things Shauna that's a shout out for you because i love i know you love Marie um Marie Kondo it's so nice to meet you she's like the sweetest lady and then she take the item and she say Thank you for giving me such good time. And now I say bye-bye. And then she throws it away. And it's like the sweetest thing. So I have been doing that, going through paperwork, going through cards and fucking papers and shred that and leave that and throw that away. And I found a card from my mom the other day. Or I found a card from my mom yesterday. And let me just tell you. The timing couldn't have been fucking better. It was such a sweet card. Now, she didn't like, she never was one to really write a whole bunch of shit. But it was one of those cards that was really sweet, already written. It was like, look in the mirror. There she is. The most uh, brave... Uh, inspiring, beautiful person in the world. If you ever need to know who's the strongest person is, you just look in the mirror again. And I was like, oh my God. And then I opened it up and it said, I love you so much. You're such an inspiration to me, mom. I was an inspiration to her. Sometimes we don't know. (laughs) Sometimes we don't know. And sometimes it just... There it is. And then you're reminded and you go, oh, my God. There were some really, really nice moments that my mom and I had. And she really did try. She tried her fucking best. Anyway, God, I didn't know I was going to get emotional. I didn't know I was going to get emotional. That's how you know this show is unedited, un, you know, uncensored, unedited, and not tear free. This is not the tear-free shampoo that you're looking for. All right, kids. Looks like my time is up here with you. What a fucking blast we had today. Am I right? I mean, my God. All I wore was blush. Who would have thought I could have such a great show just with blush on? Um, I have to tell you, uh, before I go, uh, the the only other show that I really loved, the show that I really loved, uh, it was a movie this week that I watched. Adam Sandler and Queen Latifah are starring. (laughs) I know it sounds like the Gen X fucking, I mean, it's like a dream for the Gen Xers. Adam Sandler is starring in a Netflix movie called hustle about, uh, he's a a basketball, uh, pick, you know, he like picks a scout, (laughs) Jessica, get it together. And, um, and it's so great. It's so great. And uh, Queen Latifah plays his wife. Not very believable, but it's a fucking great movie. And let me just say, I wrote down this guy's name because I was so hot for him. <laughs> you know, we can cry. We can also get horny. It's, all, you know, we're human. Um, his name is, oh my God, Juancho Hernán Gómez. Juancho Hernan Gomez. Ha! I was like, I, I was touching myself through this basketball movie. I mean, the fucking guy. And he takes his shirt off a lot. It's very hot. So even if you don't like basketball and you just want to see some hot men, I mean, it's filled with hot men. It's a, it's a, a plethora of hot men. But this one very tall Spaniard really caught my vagina. Uh, anyways, Hey, it's been so fun with you guys. Listen, if you're not following me on, uh, TikTok, I don't know what you're doing. It's get wood on TikTok. Come on. I'm down with the kids. Bing, bong. Fuck your life. Ah, how uh, don't you dare disrespect me by not following me on fucking TikTok? You know what I'm saying? Don't ever disrespect me by not following me on all the social medias. Don't ever disrespect me by fucking talking to me about Coney Island and not going there yourself. Don't ever disrespect me by talking shit about the wonder wheel. don't ever disrespect me by not disrespecting me when i walk by you in coney island all right nims fyl fuck your life bang bang all right so tiktok get wood youtube get wood uh if you haven't already uh, you know share this fucking show with your pals share the show with your your people your followers your friends your enemies I love you so much. And you know what? Hey, I'll put a a request out to you, my friends, my sweet lovers. Hey, if you love, love, loved a certain 30 second, maybe a minute, like last week, I got a lot of feedback about how much girls loved the short shorts uh, lines that I talked about guys in their short shorts. If you found something in this episode that you can't live without, and you're like, Jessica, why don't you have a A TikTok about that, or why don't you have that up on YouTube, just tell me, because you know, it's very hard to watch a bitch talk back, I watch myself, boy, is it hard, woo, woo, Ric Flair, yeah, so if you would, if you could, if you can, just hit me up, you can slide on into my DMs, my babies, I love you so much. And listen, be nice to yourself this week. I know it's hard. The full moon, the fucking, all the existential bullshit. hurt. I can't even speak about it, you see? Tongue tied like a motherfucker. All right. I love you. Be brave. You're fucking great. And uh, I'll see you next Tuesday. And uh, please, share with your friends. It's a free fucking show. What are you going to do? Look at all that blush. All right. If you're not on... uh here line here i better go i'm now losing thoughts all right i love you remember how much pcp i've smoked and give me a goddamn break i love you i'll see you next tuesday or i'll see you in the dms uh uh-uh. uh that's a wink wink bye babies ba 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 ba